I guess just to clear the ground a little, uh, the catalyst for your piece was, you know, the perceived sense that various countercultural and, and even perhaps left milieus are being seduced by conspiracy theories and perhaps in a way that potentially makes them open to embracing reactionary politics. So just to, to begin, I wanted to ask kind of what what prompted that thought and, and what exactly this phenomenon is as you as you see it. So I've been what 36 years now as an environmental activist um, on the left of the left, but also seeing myself as part of the counterculture, the sort of hippie culture, really. Um, I might not look like a hippie, but <laughs> I'm a hippie in there. Um, and I um, have just seen over the past few months um, this acceleration of a trend which has been there um, for quite a while, but is really becoming extremely worrying now of um, people uncritically accepting some of the themes, the memes and the conspiracy theories generated on the right. And I think the pandemic has greatly accelerated that. And the sort of quite rightful suspicion of power on the left and, and on the green left and the hippie alternative countercultural scene seems to have mutated with astonishing and really alarming speed into an acceptance of any um, conspiracy theories based around powerful cabals taking away our freedoms, taking away our rights. Um, and the uncritical nature of that acceptance, the preparedness to subscribe to themes which are racist, anti-Semitic, um, which um, resonates strongly with certain themes in 20th century European history is extremely alarming and needs urgently to be resisted. So, I mean, you, you observe that there is a bit of a, there is precedent for this. You know, the far right has for a long time, I mean, almost as a kind of structural element, it could be argued, you know, it's it's embraced frames and, and themes and narratives that are drawn from countercultural or, or alternative sources. Uh, you know, we might think, you know, for example, of, you know, the Nazis taking an interest in things like paganism and astrology, which you mentioned. Um, I think that history is something that plenty of people are probably not really aware of. So maybe we can, can you, can you discuss that a little further? And in discussing it, we, we shouldn't commit what, um, Simon Sharma, the historian, calls the obscene syllogism of saying, well, if the Nazis believed in um, ecological education, anyone who believes in ecological education is there for a Nazi. But we should be um, aware that, yeah, there is this very long history. Um, and uh, a big theme in Nazi thought was this idea that we're the strong, pure people people who come out of nature, we, we contrast ourselves to the debauched cosmopolitan people, the urban people. Um, there is a very strong interest in paganism, in astrology, in natural healing. Um, quite a lot of Nazis were anti-vaxxers. Um, there was um, um, homeopathy was, was a strong theme. And, you know, I want to emphasize that I'm not in any way saying that people who have those themes in their lives, that makes them Nazis, because that's evidently not true. Um, but there's been this long-standing far-right attraction to some of these ideas. Then in the 1960s and the 70s, 
some people on the far right sought to reinvent themselves by becoming involved in um, certain green anarchism themes, um, deep ecology, anarcho-primitivism, and tried to recruit some of those ideas towards um, the notion of ethnic separatism. 